What's up, Lamb Fam? Welcome back to the Life After Miscarriage podcast, where we unapologetically chat the ins and outs of what life is actually like after miscarriage. I'm your host, Shelly Metling, and with four angel babies myself and one rainbow baby here on earth, I have created a platform for you guys to share your stories. So sit back, relax, get ready to relate, laugh, and cry as we get real on what life is actually like after miscarriage in the 21st century. So many women on this podcast talk about how counseling has benefited them in the grieving process. So I'm so excited that today's episode is brought to you by BetterHelp. It's an online counseling service that allows you to match with a licensed professional therapist that can access your needs through online chat, video call, or a phone call. Pretty incredible during a pandemic, if you ask me. It's a more affordable and accessible way to get counseling. Life After Miscarriage listeners will receive 10% off their first month when they sign up through my special link, betterhelp.com slash L-A-M for 10% off your first month. Again, that's betterhelp.com slash L-A-M. Get matched with a counselor today. Now let's get into today's episode. Hello, everyone. We have Allie Halfley on today's episode. I'm so excited to get to know a little bit more about her. Allie, I'm just going to toss it. You start wherever you'd like with your story. Thanks, Shelly. Um, I just want to thank you for having me and um, creating this podcast. Uh, I think when someone goes through something like this, you just want to feel related to somebody. Um, and a lot of times, you know, we don't know anybody personally, so we search for strangers. And um, this group kind of makes you feel more like family. So I just appreciate it because I know it's helped me a lot. Um, but anyways, so my name is Allie, and um, I'm married to my husband, Cole, and we have a two-year-old daughter, Harper. Um, so we met, let's see, we met five years ago um, in 2015, and we got married in 2017 in May, um, and my husband is seven years older than me, so he has wanted kids like since we started dating. Um, he's always been really excited about having kids, and I have liked kids, but I really, I'm an aunt to um, my niece and nephew, and I watched them for a while when um, they were first born, and I loved being an aunt, but I wasn't like super excited to be a mom and give up my freedom right away but um I was definitely open to it seeing how excited and just just how great um being an aunt was so anyways we got married in May of 2017 and um my husband was ready to start a family and I was more on the you know whatever happens, happens, but it wasn't going to happen to me right away. So I was fine with not being cautious. Um, and so we, um, after we got married, we just kind of, you know, had the honeymoon life and we're enjoying things. And, um, literally right in, I think it was July is when I had missed a period. And, um, before all this, I, had to get actually a surgery on my uterus because it had um, a septum in it that could cause miscarriages in the future. And um, I had weird periods and everything. So 
um, a year before we got married, I actually got a surgery just to get that taken care of um, because I didn't want to have any problems in the future. So again, like I did not think that I would get pregnant right away because of all my history with my menstrual, menstrual cycle and everything. Um, so July of 2017, missed my period, which was weird because, you know, I get regular periods every 27 days and it's right on um, track. So I waited, I was in disbelief. I waited like a week to take a test and finally I took one and it was positive and my whole world changed. Um, and I was really naive in that pregnancy. I didn't know anything about being pregnant, didn't know anything about um, having a baby. And so to me, everything was just fine. Like I, I was more, if you don't research it, you don't know about it and you'll be fine. So I didn't even research about birth or anything. I was just kind of immature and just went into it. And um, I had a beautiful pregnancy and had my daughter Harper in March of 2018. And now she's two. Um, so after having Harper, um, my husband and I, I think after having your first child, um, at least for myself, I kind of just found my purpose and, um, I just, I loved being a mom and I knew that I wanted to be, um, I wanted to have a big family. And so I, um, I knew that I wanted to give Harper a sibling, but honestly being a mom of a newborn was overwhelming. So I didn't want to do it super quick. Um, so it was right around when Harper was 20 months, um, we started talking about it. I started to get like a desire, um, a baby fever, I guess you could call it. Um, and just really wanted to give her a sibling because I just knew that she would just be such a good sister. So um, at the time I had an IUD and um, I got that in right at the six week um, postpartum checkup. And the doctor said, you know, it's going to be great. You're not going to have a period. Um, and you'll pretty much be able to go on with your life. If you want kids, um, you can take it out and get pregnant. If you don't want kids, you can leave it in and it'll be really easy and, um, carefree. So I got that. And then it was December of 2018, um, when I decided to get it taken out and I asked my doctor, I said, so what's the process? And he said, well, as soon as we take it out, you're pretty much fertile. Um, not everybody's cycles return immediately. So, um, you might have to wait a little bit, but I don't see you having any problems. Um, so I got it taken out the beginning of December. Um, my recycle returned the end of December and everything seemed pretty normal. Um, since I didn't have a period for pretty much a whole year, um, definitely had to experience heavier periods, but other than that, everything was normal. Um, and then so we started trying in July. We let myself have one cycle and then Ju or July, sorry, January of 2000, um, 2020. So um, January 2020, we started trying and I was tracking um, my temperature and um, just trying to be really aware of my body. And um, I got another period in January. And then in February, I had planned to 
go away to my parents in upstate New York for a little visit. Um, I stay at home with Harper, so I just wanted to get away and um, take her up there so she could spend some time with family. Um, so in February, of course, we were still trying. So I remember it was Valentine's Day and I was supposed to get my period but I was really hoping that I'd be pregnant. And um, I took a pregnancy test and it was negative. And then literally that day is when I got my period and I was just like, oh man, this would have been so nice to like uh, surprise my husband on Valentine's day. Um, but anyways, I was like, it takes a while. I would be surprised if it happened that quickly. So I just kind of, I was upset, but I kind of understood that this is the process. Um, so that next week, um, we were traveling to my parents and we went for a week and it was awesome getting to see family. And um, the day before I left, I had started spotting and I was like, this is weird. I just had my period a week ago. Um, it was it was weird. It was like a gush of blood when I was at my friend's house and I kind of like started um, to get really hot. And I was just like, this is just really strange. And then, um, my friend was actually a labor and delivery nurse. And she's like, well, like some people have spotting in between periods. So it's, it's probably normal. And because I had just gotten my IUD taken out, um, I thought, okay, maybe this is just my new normal. So I went on my way, went home, um, to my parents kind of just relaxed. And then the next day my plane left to come back um, to my home of North Carolina. And so my daughter and I left. And as soon as I got home, um, we got home, I think like seven o'clock at night. I just didn't feel right. I just knew something was off. And I was like, well, maybe I'm pregnant. Maybe like that was um, bleeding from pregnancy. I don't know. So Little did my husband know, I, before I got in the shower, I took a pregnancy test and I was like, we'll just see. Like I had some pregnancy tests anyways. And I was like, we'll just, we'll just see. And sure enough, it was positive. And I was freaking out because I had just had a period. And again, then I had spotting and I was like, this just cannot be right. This has to be wrong. Like this test has to be wrong. So I took another one and of course it was positive. And then I, ran out to my husband laughing like you can't believe this and he Im immediately gets emotional because he's you know so excited and in the back of my head I'm like this is not this is not right <laughs> this is not really I'm not really pregnant um something's got to be going on so I didn't believe it but I called doctor a doctor next the next day um and no one wanted to see me until eight weeks and it was, you know, really hard to get into somebody. So I finally found somebody that's right down the road from me. Um, I explained that I was bleeding and um, they said they would take me the next day. So I went in and not knowing really much about the office or the doctor or anything, I just went in because they would take me and I went in and we got an ultrasound and sure enough, I was five weeks along. Um, and I was just floored because I was like, this just doesn't make sense. So I had a period like, and it wasn't just spotting. It was a full on period and cramps and everything. So she 
the doctor, because of all that, said, well, you could be having a miscarriage. And as soon as she said miscarriage, I just kind of fell apart inside. I was like, oh, so even though I'm seeing something on the screen, it's not going to stick. Like, so I went home that day um, with all the papers on miscarriage and um, I was fully prepared to lose the baby or have already lost the baby at five weeks. It's kind of hard to know what's going to happen. Um, but she did say, we'll come back in 11 days and we'll see if there's any growth. So the next 11 days um, was really hard for me. I still was bleeding on and off. Um, I would wake up in the middle of the night gushing blood. And to me, I was having a miscarriage because blood does not mean good pregnancy. So I would wake up crying, thinking, okay, this is it. I'm passing the baby. And then the next day, the bleeding would stop. And then I would go for a walk, and then it would start again. And it was just 11 days of, okay, what is going on? Like, am I miscarrying? Am I, is the baby growing? Um, is it healthy? And so I, I just took the, I took just, I just started processing that I was going to lose the baby and that in 11 days when I went in, I would have, you know, been confirmed a miscarriage and I really was grieving. Like I was a mess those 11 days just because I felt like I had already lost my baby, um, just based on my body and, um, just knowing that like, it wasn't the same kind of pregnancy as my last pregnancy. Um, so 11 days later, um, I get ready to go in the doctors and my husband couldn't come because of work. And I guess if we had thought a little bit better, he probably should have came, but um, my sister offered to come and take me. And to me, like that was just huge because um, I was really a mess at the time. I didn't really know it. Um, I'm not really good with my feelings, so I don't really ask for help. And it was just wonderful that she wanted to be there for me. So we went in and um, first thing was the ultrasound. And I remember her um, starting the ultrasound and immediately looking at me and giving me a thumbs up. And instantly I was just like relieved. Um, and she showed me and the baby was seven weeks, measuring seven weeks and started to have to grow the little embryo. And um, to me, like that was a miracle because everything that my body was showing me in those last 11 days to me, um, was a miscarriage. And then I go in and it's not a miscarriage. It's a healthy baby. And, um, it's seven weeks along and, you know, we heard the heartbeat. And to me, that was a miracle. I was just, I can't even explain the emotions I felt that day because it was just like an outer body, like experience of joy. Um, and we immediately did the prenatal questions and, got me all set up and registered for the hospital. And I was like, wow, okay. Like October baby of 2020, let's go. And Harper's going to have a sibling and that's so exciting. And I was just, it's, it became real then. Um, so then I didn't have another appointment for four weeks. Um, and throughout those four weeks, I started getting nauseous. I, my belly started growing or maybe I just had it in my head that my belly started growing, but I started to be, um, 
I just started to get into that pregnancy mode. And it was really weird to get to that point because I had already grieved my baby that I lost. And now I'm like, you know, trying to find joy and be excited about a baby that I in fact didn't lose. Um, so I, I worked out, I was trying to be really healthy. I said, this is going to be different than my daughter's pregnancy. Um, and I was just really excited. Um, we did find out at that doctor's appointment though, that I did have, um, some bleeding around the placenta. So I did have the subchorionic hematoma and that was probably why I was bleeding so much, um, before I'd come in, but she didn't act worried. She said that most of these dissolve and, um, that it would take a lot of bleeding for it to affect the pregnancy. So after she said that, I was like, okay, she said, it's, she's hopeful. This is great. Like, I'm not going to worry anymore. And that's what I did. I didn't worry. I said, you know, God performed a miracle the first time. Why would anything be different this time? Um, so those next four weeks, I, I didn't have any fears, which looking back, I feel like I should have, I should have had a little more caution. I should have maybe stayed off my feet a little bit more, but you know, I know they say that nothing you did, um, caused the miscarriage. And that's something that I'm still, um, trying to come to terms with. But so four weeks later, it was, um, April 6th when I went in for my 11 week appointment and I went in, this was the start of the coronavirus. So, or the start of the new regulations. So I went in and I couldn't have my husband with me. Um, I had to wear a mask and they had to do your screening at the door and then a screening at the front office. And, um, everything was just really eerie. I felt like, um, you're already feeling a little nervous going in, getting checked, and then to have to like wear a mask and be asked two or three times um, if you have a fever or if you've been around anybody with a fever. It's just, it's not a comfortable feeling as I'm sure most pregnant ladies know right now. Um, and so by the time I got in the office, I was already anxious just because of the guidelines with coronavirus. Um, but I wasn't really anxious about the baby. I had really felt like, you know, things are going to be okay. I didn't, I was living kind of in a la la land. I feel like, um, I remember even texting my sisters about, you know, the coronavirus guidelines and how I had to wear a silly mask and just joking around about it. Um, that just showed me how really naive I was to about, about to what was about to happen. So, um, the doctor came in and we just started talking and, um, she asked me my symptoms and how I was feeling. And I was like, great, like no nauseous, no nausea. Um, and it's just so different than my last pregnancy because with my daughter, I was sick so badly. And, um, this time I was just kind of working out and feeling great. So, and she's like, well, maybe it's a boy. And I'm like, well, that would be awesome, but we'll see. <laughs> I didn't really think too much about the symptoms. I just felt like, okay, it's a different pregnancy. So let's not compare them. Um, but anyway, she asked me if I wanted to see the baby right away. And I said, sure, let's do it. Not, not even thinking anything bad. Um, just wanting to see the baby. And 
so she did the um the um over the stomach ultrasound instead of the the vaginal ultrasound um because I was far enough along and as soon as she put it on my belly she her face just kind of went blank and I was laying on the table and she just was like there's not appropriate growth here um for 11 weeks and I was in shock like I just didn't I wasn't prepared for that I really thought you know I'd get to see my 11 week old baby and um not to be cautious anymore I mean I hadn't bled at all in the last four weeks and I was like well that's a good sign and so when she said that I just immediately lost it I I just wanted to run um from that office and she's like well let me get you let me leave so you can get dressed and I just immediately got dressed and my husband wasn't there so I immediately called him and I just said you know there's not appropriate growth we lost the baby and of course he wanted to talk and I was just like I just want to get out of here let me just finish this let me just go um and I didn't even think there was anything else left to be said like I thought okay like let me just go and then she can't came in and wanted to talk about the options and I was just like what options like you lose your baby like that's pretty much the end of the doctor's appointment and she's like well you can either you know do it naturally um and then she said a pill and I remember her saying abortion pill and I was just like did she really just say abortion pill like this is this is not sensitive at all and no I'm not doing that because it's not an abortion and then she said the DNC but that she could do it right in the office and she could get me in the next day or the next two days and I don't like to dwell on things so I picked the DNC because I wanted to just get it over with and start to move on um and little did I know that that was going to be a really, really um, bad decision. But in my mind, I just wanted to get it over with. So I remember driving home, not even knowing how I was driving because I was just a mess, just bawling um, in total shock. And um, she said that she could get me in on Wednesday. So that would have been two days later. And she gave me um, anxiety pill to take before the procedure and some um, some antibiotics so that there was no infection. And I didn't do any research on the procedure. I didn't, I was kind of just numb to the whole thing. I just went in and kind of trusted the professional, um, which looking back now, I definitely would do some more research maybe um, get a second opinion. I don't know what I would have done, but the whole procedure was just very um, horrific and I would not recommend it to anybody. Um, so Wednesday we went in and um, I was awake for the whole thing and I've heard it on the podcast maybe a couple of times before um, where others have been awake, but I wish I was not awake because it was just having to sit there um, and having to not feel any pain, but have something, have your baby taken out of you um, and being fully awake for it and hearing every noise and seeing all the blood. Um, 
it's something that like still haunts me and still makes me just feel like I got I don't know I was just persuaded into something really um, unhealthy for my mental health um, and physical too because I don't really know exactly if she did it right or what um, again this was just a doctor that I found at the last minute um, and so that procedure I mean I remember her even asking me if I wanted to see the baby and not even really giving me a second to answer before she showed me um, the tissue in the Petri dish that she was going to send to pat pathology. And I was just like, I don't want to see that. Like I'm literally still laying here, you know, blood dripping and you're showing me that like, Oh, it was just, it was a really, really traumatic experience. Um, and so after that, you know, you go, I got home and pretty much just like a zombie for the next, um, week. And of course with this procedure, because it's not a full DNC, um, it's just in the office. She doesn't even want to see me for a follow-up, which I thought was really weird because how do you even know if you did it right? How do you even know if you got everything? Like, how do you know if I'm, you know, not hemorrhaging, you know, how do you know what you did was successful? Um, so I went home just kind of feeling like there wasn't really much closure, which I guess in this kind of situation, there's not going to be, um, because you deal with loss for a long time. Um, and you never kind of get over it, but, um, I had a lot of people supportive of me cause we told our close circle pretty early that we were pregnant. Um, and to be, you know, praying for us because of the bleeding. And so I had a lot of people reaching out. Um, but I really just wanted to stay off my phone. I really just wanted to shut everybody out. And um, that's kind of what I did for a while. I never gave myself um, grace as far as physically. I, the next day, um, started working out. Um, and I never stopped working out. I worked out every day because I felt like working out kind of was um, proof that I was getting back to normal and I wanted to get back to normal as soon as possible. I didn't want to have to like sit in grief. I didn't want to have to sit in the physical body that I had um, because to me, I'm not pregnant any longer. So I need to move on. I need to get back to the old me and um, it's really unhealthy way to process something because you're not really dealing with it. You're just trying to get on to the next thing. And um, that's kind of my personality. But in this grief that I have never experienced in my life, it was something that um, really started to get to me um, about four weeks after um, the miscarriage and the procedure. It, I just started to notice that like, every time I worked out, I'd start bleeding again. And, um, and every time I worked out, if it wasn't a good workout, then I would feel bad. Like I started realizing that it was really starting to take a toll on me. And, um, there was just little things within those weeks after the DNC, um, that really would remind me of my grief that I couldn't just escape. I had to process. And it was just like, 
I tried to give blood for the coronavirus um, and I got down to the donation center and it was all registered online and I'm almost about to have the needle put in my arm and and they say well you said that you've been pregnant in the last six weeks and I was like well I have and they're like was it a delivery and I was like it was actually a miscarriage and having to explain all that not knowing that you know that that makes me not qualify because you have to have at least six weeks before you can give blood but I'm not I don't know that because to me it wasn't like a full pregnancy I didn't deliver so that was humiliating in front of everybody so that brought up grief I mean it was just getting to a point where I couldn't escape it and so finally I believe it was five weeks in um, after my procedure I finally just had to give it up and um, I had to just listen to my body and stop working out and let my body just grieve and my mind just grieve and um now it's been seven weeks just over seven weeks only two more weeks since then and um i'm still learning how to give myself grace and learning how to give my mind and body grace and not push myself but at the same time it's hard because the world is moving everybody's moving on with their life but you're kind of stuck in something that happened seven weeks ago and when a lot of people you know haven't even checked up on me since it happened you kind of feel embarrassed or guilty for even still feeling this way um but I'm learning that to take care of myself and to not worry about what others think about me or if they don't understand this, then that's okay um, because they're not living my life. And um, maybe, you know, those friendships will grow apart or maybe, um, maybe we'll be able to come back together once I have healed more. But right now, like, it's time to take care of me. And, um, so that's what I'm doing right now. I'm just trying to take care of myself. I'm trying to process what I went through. Um, I'm still really hopeful for another child in the future. Um, I also like, I'm still bleeding and still having, um, problems in the physical area. Um, my doctor <laughs> wanted me to take, um, the cytotech because last time I went in which was a week ago there was still uh clotting and maybe some tissue left um that she hadn't gotten in the procedure and she still uh wanted me to take the cytotech and I haven't taken it yet um because I really want to find a new doctor I just feel like she wasn't the best at um giving me all the options and she wasn't she just wasn't knowledgeable um and I feel like I just want to know and um be with a doctor that really thinks about me um and what is best for me and so I'm probably still bleeding because of the DNC or I could be having periods by now I don't really know because the doctor hasn't really given me um 
much hope in any of those situations. So right now I'm just in the process of trying to find a doctor and trying to really learn how to advocate for myself. Um, and yeah, and hopefully once we figure that out, then we can um, hopefully get back on the journey of um, having a sibling for my daughter. But I feel like this journey is one day at a time. It's like you really can't plan too far in advance because our bodies have gone through so much and it's not just like you've had a miscarriage and it's over the next day. It takes so much longer and there's so much to it and it's just so much more than anybody understands unless you've gone through it. So yeah, that's where we're at right now. Oh my gosh, sorry. I was like trying to unmute my phone and I could not get it. You're fine. <laughs> I'm like, she probably thinks I'm not here. Oh, oh goodness. Um, you did amazing. Like the, I just want to say like mic drop at the end of your, <laughs> at the end of your episode because everything you said, I was just like viciously head nodding. I'm like, oh my gosh, she is amazing. Um, I always ask at the end of every episode, if you have one piece of advice for somebody in a similar situation, what would it be? Um, I think for myself, it was really just giving myself grace. Um, which is still hard for me to do because I'm so uh, um, a person who needs to see results right away. And I think that if you don't let yourself truly grieve and whatever that means for you um, during this um, time, it's really going to catch up to you. And eventually like you're gonna, you're gonna have to deal with it. You can't avoid it. Um, I don't, like I said, I don't like dealing with my feelings and I don't like being emotional, but I have, I had to be, I have to be, um, to be able to process and be healthy for my family, um, and for myself going forward. So I would just say like, even if you're seven weeks out like me, or even if you're a year out and you're having a bad day, or if you can't finish your workout, or if you, you know, are not as attentive to your other children or to your husband. Um, cause that's another thing. Like when you feel like you're not giving your best to your, um, important people around you, you take that as not being successful or, and that, that was a hard thing for me. Um, I just say, give yourself grace in those moments, um, and learn to lean on those people, um, and tell them exactly what you need. Um, because they're not going to be able to just look at you and know, um, and they're not going to probably be able to give you what you need unless you're vocal about it. So give yourself grace and then also ask for help. Yes, absolutely. And if somebody wants to reach out to you, where can they do so? Um, I do have an Instagram. I've not been on it as lately as I usually am just because that kind of stuff triggers me. I feel like right now there's so many pregnancy announcements, but um <laughs> So my Instagram handle, I think, is Allie Dane H, and um, the sip of it, spelling you'll probably get better um, than me saying it on live. But. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I'll go ahead and I'll link it in the description. But thank you so much, Allie. I so appreciate it. You shared beautifully, and you'll have to keep us posted. 
Yes, I will. Thank you so much, Shelly. All right, we'll talk soon. Okay, thank you. Thank you so much for listening. If you enjoyed this episode, make sure you share it with a friend who could find it useful or share it on your Instagram stories. Tag myself, tag my guest so that we can personally thank you. This is a lamb cam, you guys. We're not in this alone. We're creating this ripple effect together.